Seriously, I keep uh, walking around this microphone like a stand-up comic. I'm enjoying this. Why didn't I think to stand up before? You need this. video this time around. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You've got to be holding the mic and kind of pacing, Cheryl. Oh, if the... I could, because I keep kind of like going like I want to pace, but you know, then I'll make all the hand noise. So I can't. I have to stay like you Go know. get a blazer with big shoulder pads and roll up the sleeves. <laughs> I had yeah. one. I had one from the eighties for the longest time and I, I gave it away. I donated it and I regret that so much because now I'm like, oh no, and I actually would like to have it. Uh, you know, the, uh, something that I had uh, that was donated. So a long time ago, uh, VHS tapes were a thing. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, and my parents had a uh, had a garage sale where they had a box of VHS tapes out for sale. And there were several that I was very fond of. And I was like, you, those that one's not in there, right? Like, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there was a few. But one that, and I don't even know if it went in that sale or if it just went in a different sale because I never saw it again. And I didn't even think of it that much because to me it was just another hmm. animated movie from my childhood was My Neighbor Totoro. Oh wow! Uh, and that was yeah. that was definitely a film that I I watched a lot as a kid on VHS. And uh, then when I got older, I realized not everyone had that experience. Yeah, I've never <laughs> yeah. seen that movie. And oh, really? Definitely mm-hmm. couldn't have watched it as a kid. But yeah, I hear about it all the time. And you go to <laughs> comic cons, and it's like such a thing. And I've never seen that. I've never seen any anime movies. Oh and wow! That's, so that's a real blind spot in. Uh, in my movie going catalog. I don't know what to call it. So yeah, the (laughs) Totoro is definitely on my list. My name's Elisa Gonzalez, and I have seen My Neighbor Totoro. I'm Andrew, and I had seen My Neighbor Totoro. I'm Bethany, and I have seen My Neighbor Totoro. I'm Cheryl, and I have not seen My Neighbor Totoro. I'm Joe, and I also had not seen My Neighbor Totoro. And this is It's On My List. Well, I, I only saw it recently. I think Alex was, was a little kid and, and we watched it. So I hadn't seen it before then. And I was shocked to find how old this movie is. Yeah. I've never heard. <laughs> I, have a, I have a fun story for the first time I've seen it. So <laughs> tell, do tell. Well, it's not fun. It's kind of sad. <laughs> but um, I, was, I was in college and uh, one of my good friends uh, was living off campus. I was in a different apartment on campus. And she called me. It was it was some weird like weeknight thing. I want to say it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday, and it was like 10 p.m. And she calls me, and she's not like crying, but she's kind of on the verge of about to cry. You know, you can kind of hear it in their voice. Mm-hmm. And she basically said, "She's like, hey, my boyfriend dumped me. Oh, uh, do you want to come over and watch Totoro so I don't feel sad?" I'm like, "I'll be there in two minutes." <laughs> so You're a good friend. Went over. I hung out with her dog because and and. To me, Totoro is kind of that perfect movie of just nothing bad really happens. It's very calming. It's very mm-hmm. relaxing. It's soothing. It just makes you feel good and nice and warm and fuzzy and and all the things that you need to forget a terrible boyfriend. So, <laughs> I, so yeah, I'm going to oh, go ahead, choke. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I also have not seen my neighbor Totoro. And I didn't even know it existed until I stumbled upon Spirited Away sometime like in the early Uh 2000s. So it was uh, quite a joy to finally get to watch this one. But yeah, I I had no idea it existed. And I think it was because it was in 88 and I was like full on middle school transitioning into high school watching, you know, of course, horror movies, action movies and all of that. But it does kind of bum me out a little bit because Alex has now hit that age to where she really doesn't care about this sort of stuff anymore. Like the new Disney movie or the Pixar movie, the Raya 
film. Oh, yeah, Ray and the Last Dragon. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't care about it at all. Elisa wow. asked her to watch it. She's like, nope, mm-hmm. I, I got my own thing. So she's hitting that age of kind of where I was. And as an adult, mm-hmm. I'm now wanting to go back and catch all these animated movies that <laughs> I passed on. And I'm bummed out that I didn't see them way back then. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I have to say, you know, uh, you know, I'd watched it a few times uh, since I watched it in my childhood but uh my neighbor totoro for something that i watched several i mean i must have we had the vhs tape and that's you know when you're a kid and you have those tapes or movies you just watch them over and over and over yep uh there's a lot that i didn't remember but i also think that (laughs) is like the child's perspective like you focus on such different things than when you're an adult like you're just focused on the fun the color the happy like you're not you know, it's like there's a sad moment. And you're like, oh, I'm sad, but I don't know why. But now watching as an adult, I'm like, wow, this, you know, this really goes to certain uh, emotional places mm-hmm. uh, for for. And as you said, Bethany, for a movie that is kind of not stressful at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I still so I, because you're so trained to expect, OK, the mom's going to die or the, this is right. Gonna happen, or there's <laughs> something scarier. There's something. And then you get through this lovely film and then you're like, I feel so calm and relaxed. And that was uh-huh. really nice. It was so pleasant. And yeah, we're so trained as American viewers for all of these yeah. tragic things. Western audience, yeah. for sure. I do want to differ a little bit with the the idea that this is not stressful at all because those two <laughs> kids yelled an awful lot. <laughs> and I was anime. just... I just kept making notes like, oh, Lord, they yell so much. I don't want to hear this anymore. Like, calm down. Every time they talked, they were yelling. I've been getting on Alex's case because she's been watching uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, Lord. And everything is screamed. Everything. Everything <laughs> yelled. And I, I, I get it, you know, I'm, I, but I just love teasing her about it. And she just <laughs> like, oh, you're such an old... Those those voice actors are not paid enough because vocal fry has to be a daily occurrence when they're recording. And I did. It was. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No. I when I was watching this for for the rewatch, I kind of remarked to my boyfriend. I was like, "This is probably because, like like we said, so it's not a super Western movie. Obviously, it's made in Japan about Japan, but it to me, it's the most realistic." depiction of children in a movie I've ever seen yeah. because you know you watch a movie here and and we're pretty cynical so like kids on on our side of the the pond will be like uh like kind of like Charlie Brown where it's like basically adults in a tiny body yeah, and they're kind yeah. of like <laughs> ph- philosophizing and thinking about the world around them or like mouthing off to the adults like what they do on Nick shows and stuff mm-hmm. to be cool but here these are two just kids being kids and yeah kids are weird which people forget a lot of like child behavior is kind of sanitized for movies it's just like oh you know they're they're playing in a mud pile it's like no they're weird they're gonna like run in the forest and and take their clothes off for no reason and then you have to yell at them and and then they're gonna scream and do stuff that doesn't make any sense well like i being a kid is like i made a note early on that says they're awfully excited about a rotting house but yeah now that you mentioned that they would be right like this is yeah something different you know I would have loved to have uh-huh. been in that house. And I did see that they had some expo like years after this came out and they actually built the physical house that you could go visit. Oh, wow. oh what if you in that house so bad. When they found that oh, hidden stairway upstairs when they were looking around, I, oh, that was my jam. <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. Joe, you need to start a blog called like the, the video tourist or something that where you go to all of these places and just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and can I come? Yes. Of <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I did no. make I did make another note that even though these kids were yelling a lot, this movie is not afraid of silence, which I thought was really nice because that's mm-hmm. something we definitely don't get in Western films from any era. Uh, we don't have moments in movies where it's just quiet for a bit, but this mm-hmm. had a lot of that, and I I really liked it. Quiet and and either quiet with like a little bit of score or just yeah. no score at all and, and ambient noise. There's a very good, um, great video essayist on YouTube who hasn't posted in a long time, probably because he makes actual good videos that take time to put together. Um, <laughs> but his username is Captain Christian with two Ks. And he did a short one on Miyazaki movies. So uh, Totoro and Spirited Away, Princess Mono- Mononoke, a bunch of, bunch of those. 
And I didn't know this, but so these since Totoro have been distributed to the U.S. through Disney, I guess, mainly through mm-hmm. Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get kind of bootlegs of, of other versions, of course. But a lot of times, especially early on, Disney would want to add more music or for the dub, they would have to add certain lines so that the Western audience could kind of understand what's happening. But they would literally go to the composer, uh, Joe Hisaishi, and say, you need to write like 60 more minutes of music because we're, a Western audience is going to be uncomfortable with this much silence. Yeah. So wow. I, I don't think that was the case for Totoro or the, or the, or the version we watched on, on HBO Max was the original version. Mm-hmm. I, but in a lot of the more action-y movies, they, they, they tell him to add like bigger score and stuff, which of course he doesn't like doing because it's not the movie he made. So. Right. I do want to say the, um, the VHS that I owned as a child was the um, Fox uh dub it was a completely oh that's right it was dub. fox yeah uh and i don't really have strong memories of what was different like i found some youtube videos that kind of pointed out some funny little differences which are you know mostly minor uh and then the other but i mean the biggest thing is that in the in that original dubbing the english actors were just adult voice actors doing child's voices oh no <laughs> which is i mean it you know, it's funny to hear it all these years later when I was watching this YouTube video. I went, oh, right. That's what that sounds like. Like, we're so used to that <laughs> as, you know, for our cartoons, for, yes. for it to be yeah. a fully adult, you know, a yeah. man or woman doing a voice of a child going, yeah. oh, my goodness. Up. You know, and it's like that's that sounds so different than if you actually get a child to do it, which is mm-hmm. what um, Disney did with their new dub. Okay, uh, good. When they got the rights to it, they got the the Fanning sisters to play the two yeah. sisters in the, in oh, the cool. movie, which uh, was, you know, at the time they were, it was, you know, Dakota Fanning was big. So it was kind of, yeah. that's kind of how Disney did their dubs through the years. Uh, even yeah. though the movie came out, you know, in 88, they mm-hmm. redubbed it in like 2000 or something. So that was, <laughs> that was when that, that happened. So HBO Max, uh, which is where I think all of us watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, has two versions. It has the mm-hmm. the English dub and then the original. Uh, I actually had time to watch both, and I I would say I don't really have a preference, but I well, I um, that was the I thing. like being able to focus on the on the you know the beautiful drawings instead of having to read. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the thing before. You know, when I was going to sit down to watch this, I messaged all of you and said, "Should am I supposed to watch the original or the dub?" Or and you guys were like, "Well, it doesn't." totally matter and I, at first I thought well I'm going to take notes and stuff so I don't want to have to be trying to read while I do mm-hmm. that and so I started it with the English version and I got about two lines into the opening theme song and went nope and <laughs> I hate this and <laughs> is it a different is it a different song for the English version I think or it's the-, the same song it's just really obnoxious to hear it in English and uh, <laughs> so then I stopped and I switched over to the original version with subtitles and that and in the end you know there weren't a ton of notes to take on this movie because there's not a ton that's going on really so uh i was fine in the end and i and i found it very enjoyable you know in a language i didn't understand which is you don't know but uh yeah i just couldn't i couldn't even hang with the song another thing i did love about this though is you don't have to know the language to understand what's going on on the screen right right if i had no subtitles i could have followed this story from beginning to end for the most absolutely yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's it, I, I I can't remember. I think Joe Joe, you were talking about the the house and how you want to go visit and stuff. And especially for for all of us people here, I don't know about you guys, but as as a resident of Southern California, this kind of just made me want to like go outside and go back to nature <laughs> and like go sit in a field or a park or something. Because like I mean, yeah, yeah, we've all been inside for a long time at this point, but like. There's concrete everywhere we go (laughs) to get to the nearest park would probably be driving up to Griffith. And that's kind of like hot and dusty and not really like I'm from the middle and dangerous. Yeah, I'm from the I'm from the Midwest. And so like the kind of green grass that you have to mow every other week and like giant trees is kind of what I'm what I'm Mm. used to. And and I didn't really I'm not really an outdoorsy person. I'm not going to like get up at 6 a.m. to go hiking, but it is. You're it out. is a very intrinsic part of being a human is to go outside in, in nature and and yeah. kind of just interact with things, which I forget. And and um, 
it's a big deal. I would say a lot more in in Eastern countries, especially like like uh, Japan and other Asian countries, to to be outside, to be near nature, to interact with it, as opposed to just staying in in cities all the time. Well, even the stick with the house, like they have the panels that slide open, so yeah, the outdoors and the indoors are the exact same. And I not to turn this into architectural hour, but like, like I love that, <laughs> and I wish yeah. we had more houses and dwellings like that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, whenever, we could here. The weather's nice enough, <laughs> right? Right. Whenever I see like a, a house or an apartment that has just like big windows or a lot of windows, I'm just like, that must be so nice. You can just see. Yeah, <laughs> you get a lot of light. You can see, you know, the outside. I did a. Really nice. I, I'm working through a book that's like a page a day thing, and it just has these weird little prompts and things. I don't know whatever. And uh, one of them was draw your like your ideal place to live a castle an apartment whatever and i was like i can't really draw a facade of something that because i just want an apartment you know but then i thought oh duh i'll draw a a layout of what i would want my apartment to look like and i put so many windows all the way around that thing (laughs) (laughs) like everything and like a little balcony that goes between you know the the dining living area and the bedroom and like the bedroom had you know two full walls of windows and like yeah because that's what i want is light and air that's all i want you Mm -hmm. know and you you so rarely get it anywhere so i I, alisa i want to go back to you said that you you showed your daughter um my neighbor totoro what what made you decide to do that because you didn't you say you hadn't seen it before then um right was so out here um there's a little uh Japanese area called Sautel. It's right, runs right along the, the 405. So when she was really little, we used to go, they had an Oban festival there. And, you know, it's just like a little food festival and there's music and, and stuff. And there was this little tent that would show um, anime. And one time they were showing uh, Ponyo. And she was, oh, cool. God, probably about four years old. And it was just the right time. She sat there and that's where we spent the whole <laughs> festival was she just oh, she just gosh. fell in love with it. And then she would, you know, want to watch it all the time. So then then I started, well, well what else is out there? And that's when I, you know, I found this one and, and we watched it, too. And she she loved it really, really so much. But I think, yeah, Ponyo, I think is her favorite so far or spirited away. Pa- Ponyo, uh, also directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and they're also part of uh, Studio Ghibli, which uh, made a lot of uh, films like this. Had was, so, Cheryl, you you had not seen anything like this. You hadn't seen Correct. any of the other yeah, Studio I, Ghibli films. I only know about all of these movies secondhand, just m- literally mm. mostly through Comic Cons. That's mm. where I first started seeing people walking around in these character costumes and things and going what is that from and you know all the spirited away and all the different things and and then just sort of became generally exposed to them through all of that and you know artwork that people were doing and things but I just was like I don't know if I would like anime it just kind of feels like maybe I wouldn't I don't know and uh so I, I, but you know, I knew that like Totoro and Spirited Away and things were movies that people said, no, no, you're, you'll really like these, but I just hadn't gotten to it. You know, it's like, I don't mm-hmm. think about it, but so I, that's why I was glad, you know, when we first started putting our lists together for this show to be like, yeah, can we do some anime? Cause then it will force me <laughs> yeah, to watch it. Usually, <laughs> actually catch up with need, everybody need a, a little need bit. A little pu- I was kind of the same way where it's like, I need a push or I need someone to show me what to watch first. Cause right. I'm sure like we've all seen it kind of secondhand, like when you're at somebody's house or like over their shoulder and you're like, what is that weird thing you're watching? <laughs> yeah. But if you find this, the, like the right thing to start with, then you can kind of see where your tastes are and where where to go. Yeah, because like the style of some of the anime that I've seen out there, I'm like, I just I can't hang with that. I don't more of the adult anime stuff. I like I just I I don't even want to get into it. I don't like the look of it. I don't like the style of mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, this was a a nice simple way to kind of ease into the anime world. <laughs> you know, you know, it's kind of funny because I feel like. I don't normally hear people 
classify this as anime, but uh, I just don't know what else to call it. Honestly, no, I know, I understand. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's the only I, word I know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not knowledgeable enough to say what the difference is uh, between certain other works that that come out of uh, Japan that would be called anime and this, which. Uh, the Studio Ghibli and, and Hayao Miyazaki films are generally, I, I just hear them referred to as just animated films, but it certainly is something that's kind of interesting that it mm-hmm. they could be lumped together and people would say, well, you know, I just, I don't even know where to start with it. And I feel like this is a good place to start. Yeah. Because, it's uh, it's I, like a uh, gentle sliding into a hot tub. Yeah, and it's definitely <laughs> it's showing you what, what makes this, this kind of film different yeah. from anything that you'd seen before it's it's uh we, you know we were talking about the the we expect something more dramatic to happen with the mother who's in the hospital mm-hmm. we expect you know something scary to happen with totoro and the other spirits of the forest uh but the way that the movie just kind of lulls you along you know child screaming uh, <laughs> along the way, <laughs> uh, it's it kind of sets the tone for like oh this is an entirely different kind of movie than than what I've seen before. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, in the like I made notes that you know it's really it's got really pretty scenery. Some of it is photorealistic almost. It's so yeah, it's so amazingly detailed and gorgeous. But which I didn't really expect because I think. I thought of this as anime, whether it qualifies Ah, as that or not. I expected something a lot different in the look, Um, more More stylized. Yeah, stylized, cartoony. I don't know. Less detailed. Yeah, a little harsher, I guess, in a sense. And so, um, yeah, I was really pleased to see what a kind of gentle, nice thing this was. And I think, Andrew, what you're talking about is what I loved about it the most is I was looking for the, okay, the little girls are the good guys. So who's going to be the bad guy and the villain of the piece that we set up with the conflict? And there's none of that formula here at all. It simply is, to me, a family drama with some fantasy elements. And I mean, I guess if you're going to pick like a villain of the piece, it's whatever the sickness the mother had. But even that's resolved greatly because she gets better and, you know, they're all happily ever after. But, yeah, it was very refreshing just to watch this sort of snapshot in this family's life. Yeah. Well, and I did, you know, at the end, I did make a note. I'm like, well, what was the mom's deal? Did she have cancer? Was she, did she have depression? Uh, what, you know, was this a medical hospital, a psychiatric hospital? Like, <laughs> because my Western mind wanted an answer to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, you know, seeing in the end credits that she came home, but I was like, well, is she home for good? Or is this just that visit they said she was going to get? Or, you know, like I had all these questions that I'm like, well, I didn't get answers to this. But in the end, it didn't matter that I didn't get answers. But, you know, my Western mind had to ask all these questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and don't... it's, uh, sorry, I, sorry, I think we've uh, mentioned this at the beginning where, Andrew, you said you you kind of grew up with this as a, as a kid, and you didn't remember like every single scene, of course. But you've such a different perspective yeah. watching it as an adult as you do as a child. And I'm sure we we've had this this experience with with other movies as well. But like, yeah, when you're a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, you get to go outside and sleep on a big fluffy Totoro, it's so cool. <laughs> and then when you're an adult and you see the dad just like trying to get, we don't even know what his job is, or we think he's like a professor. Mm-hmm. That would be my best guess yeah. at, at university. Yeah, he like studies but plants he, or something. It seems like yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he he's at home. He he's in like his office with like a bazillion papers strewn around, and the older sister's at school, and so he's gonna watch the younger sister for the day, and she's just being so chaotic, like you're running the flower shop, and then just starts putting flowers on his desk. And he's and he he never like yells at her or like chides her or anything, but he's just kind of trying to manage this like gigantic ball of energy while also getting work done. It's like, yeah, I've 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 been in that position before. <laughs> I did make a note that I do very much want to sleep on a fluffy Totoro. <laughs> I think they sell bean bags, actually. Yeah, yeah. They're probably very expensive. That was another. That was another bag. note I made afterward that I I do want a plush Totoro and cat bus. I would like those very much. Cat oh, bus. oh, all right, so we have to talk about cat bus. <laughs> so you you always see those polls of like, oh, what five like fictional this or that would you like to have? And I've seen over and over again like your five fictional vehicles, and I always right. had a pat answer for that. Cat bus is now in my. <laughs> list 
<laughs> cat bus rolled so hard. Oh. Yeah, cat it's a cat, so and you can sit in it, and it's fluffy and soft. And who wouldn't? And its love eyes that? glow. Yes, and it goes wherever you really fast wherever to go. It's like yeah. and nobody can see you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing that's not great about cat bus. Yes. Oh, there's also yeah. Totoro onesies because I was Googling that oh, as we watch. <laughs> of course there are. I think I've seen those, yeah. We'll be right back with more It's On My List. Hey folks, this is Joe Myers. When I'm not waxing poetic about classic and cult films that I should have watched ages ago, you can hear me talk all things horror on the podcast Macabre with my fellow co-hosts, Chris Duck. And Jenny Duquette. Join us each week for horror-related news, movie and show reviews, film franchise focuses, director and actor spotlights, and much more. Podcast Macabre is available via our website, our Libsyn hosting site, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, with new episodes available every Monday. You can find us at podcastmacabre.com and follow our social media accounts on Facebook and under at Podcast Macabre on Twitter and Instagram. So, right, friends, please subscribe to, rate, and review the show. And remember, don't be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of what's in it. Yeah, I, I understand now why I see Totoro things so much at Comic-Cons. You know, I get yes. it. I understand why people are like, I love this thing, you know. Because it's mm-hmm. just, it's stinking cute and fluffy <laughs> and fuzzy in yeah. both appearance and feel. Uh, it just, it's nice and warm and happy, you know. Another another thing I like about this, and the the first thing that comes to mind that I can kind of compare it to would be Polar Express, where it's like, oh, when you're a kid, you can see the magical things in the world, and then you become an adult, and yeah. you, you can't see it anymore, and you're just, rah. But what I like about how this movie did it is, with the exception of one scene, which I, uh, remind me to get back to, but um, uh, the again the the dad is kind of following the girls around as they as they're exploring their their new very old and decrepit unsafe house. Um, but they're like, oh my gosh, we saw these magical ash dust bunny things, and he never says like, oh, it's probably this or oh, you silly, you guys are just wrong. He's just like, oh, you know, yeah, that's probably you're probably right. And then when they when she comes out of the forest, um, the little sister, after having met the Totoro for the first time. She's like, I did. I met him. And she's kind of getting frustrated because they they can't see where she went or it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And they never tell her that she's wrong, that she was imagining it, that she yeah. was is just crazy. They, they're just like, we believe you. It's OK. He probably just like went off to do something else. It's never it's never like the child having to validate right. the, their belief in the magical thing. And there's one scene and, and my, my boyfriend noticed it because he's probably seen it more times than I had. But he actually got kind of upset. It's um. It, uh, it's the nighttime scene when the two girls and the, the Totoros are kind of on the treetops and they're playing their little ocarinas mm-hmm. and they cut to the dad at the house and he can hear the music and then he kind of looks and you can see it's like a very, very far away shot and you can see them up on the trees. Right. And so I don't know if that means that he can also see them or if he just kind of knows what's going on or if he's just, just kind of just looking out into the distance and hearing the music. I don't know. It's it's a little. It's yeah, like, can well, he I, still see them, or the, I don't know. The dad seemed uh, tuned in because he, like you said, after the younger sister said, you know, he was the Totoro was over here. They go, they find the big tree, and the dad is kind of like, we have to, you know, thank the the spirit of the oh, tree. Oh yeah. So he's he's kind of dialed in to what's going on there. Yeah. Well, yeah and yeah. I kind of I kind of felt in that scene when he looked out that like maybe he just heard it as like, uh, you know the sound of an owl or something like yeah, I, I like just kind of wrote it off like that like oh he just hears some natural music of the wind through the trees and doesn't see them really they're kind of shadows you know I, I agree that's how I took that scene as well that like he was tuned in enough to hear something but not mm-hmm. enough to know exactly what wow. it was or see them on the treetops because otherwise I think he would have he would have said something to him yeah, like, what was that big thing you were on the top of the tree with? <laughs> that well, was like, oh my God, you saw the spirit. That's so great, you know. But yeah, that, that's <laughs> was my feelings on it as well. Well, and I love. I don't know if this was the, that instance or a separate one, but it's it's like they they went out in the middle of the night because they they oh that's right they had planted their seeds yeah. And the, the, the little girl wanted the, the trees to grow. And so she would go and stare at them every day. And then the Totoros come and they do their little like 
seed dance to make them grow. And then an entire forest just grows overnight. I think that's what it was. Then they were in the treetops. And so then the next morning, we're just like, how are they going to explain to their dad that there's like now a massive forest in their front yard? But what it was, it was like the the little seeds had just started to sprout. Mm-hmm. So it was like six little sprouts that had just popped up. And still, it's just like, Totoro's making it grow! And I love yeah, that they were so happy great. about it. Like, I thought they yes. were going to go out there and be like, where did our big forest go? And But instead, right. they're like, oh my god, it worked! Yay! No, like, they kind <laughs> of, they kind of recognized that was just like a dreamlike kind of a thing, but not. And yeah. It was mm-hmm. it was interesting. I noted I'm kind of at go, oh, go, go ahead. Oh well, I noted that there. At least for me, it felt like there was a lot of yellow submarine in this movie. Like mm. to me, there there were moments that felt very similar to that, where it was just this kind of weird fantasy oddball. Like I don't, I'm not sure what this is, see that. but the cat bus. I just, love it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's calming to me somehow, and yeah, <laughs> because I, the last I, I time that. I finally, yeah, so it, it just, it seemed like there was something that made me think of, like, blue meanies and stuff, but I can't for the life of me figure out what that would have been. Maybe just Totoro. Well, there's the little, the little, like, bandit Totoro that has the bag. Okay, yes. maybe it was that. that I was probably. thinking it was, like, a bandit. I don't know if anyone else got that. <laughs> is, it, is it the little, the little white one? Well, there's the white one, and then there's the other very small... Uh, Totoro-like creature who's carrying around like a bag of acorns. Yeah, he has like a little yeah. oh, okay. Yes, the acorn bag. Yeah, and yeah that was probably it. To me, this is like the perfect rainy day yeah. movie. A, because there, there's rain in the movie. And and I think it, the reason it's so calming is like because of the nature scenes and things like that, but also just like like we were talking about the soundscapes. Like if, if you want to chill out and, yeah. and try to relax, you'll you'll listen to like rain or or like wind through a forest or whatever and that's essentially this entire movie (laughs) she's like here's fluffy things here's calming scenery and here's nice sounds yeah i i don't like i made a note to myself afterward my sort of final thought notes and one of those was that i enjoyed this movie but it doesn't it didn't make me really want to go out and watch a bunch more studio ghibli uh movies and I don't know, I don't know quite why that is. Like, I felt like ultimately it was really cute, but there was virtually no story there. I mean, it was just super basic, uh, which it didn't need to be any more than that. I'm not, I'm not uh, criticizing it for that. It's just that, like, well, if this is what it's like for other movies uh, from them, I mean, they're nice, but... I think this, like this I'm not like super like oh I gotta go watch all the rest you know uh, I will say um, I mean I feel like this this is like the one with the least story <laughs> like yeah like, yeah a lot absolutely. of other Studio Ghibli films are really like straight up adventure stories like where like some, yes. something is going on and they need to go somewhere lots and get of things something. happen yeah yeah all right uh, but well, yeah I, I I think I mean I I wonder like uh, do you, you know, I mean what was the last like animated film that you watched, Cheryl? I mean, like it's like like overall that was yeah. uh, Soul. Okay. I watched Soul twice, twice, three times. I don't know, at least I, twice. I I wonder with the way that like you know just the way that that we view like animation in in a while because you know calling this uh, My Neighbor Totoro is like kind of like a like a drama right instead of. Like the yeah. way that most animated movies that we see nowadays are very much, you know, aimed at kids. Like they're not, they're not, ju- they're not like an adult story that you know anyone can enjoy. Like they're very much like made for like, okay, how many toys can we make out of this? Like, can we, <laughs> can we do a sequel? Is there a TV show possibility? Like, yeah, I mean the ones, the ones yeah. that I end up watching are usually like the Pixar things that are geared to adults as well. Obviously, Soul is is. Mm-hmm geared to adults um in a lot of ways um i just to me like I, I you know i felt this was a great movie for kids and it's one that adults will enjoy too simply because there's a lot of squee value in it you know <laughs> which is again i'm not criticizing it with that i thought it was delightful but uh yeah there just wasn't a lot of story, I think, for me to kind of hold on to. It's like, okay, it's these two kids. Their mom's in the hospital. They're in this new house. There's this magical stuff. That's all cool. But 
you know, but now that you're saying that the other movies, you know, have a little more something going on with them, uh, I'll try them at some point. But yeah, uh, so, some of them are even based on like books or other things like they're, yeah. you know, they're not just like uh, wholly original stories about, you know, very little. going Right. On. Yeah. They're, they come from from greater stories. Yeah. Well, I'll have to try them. I still think this was a good one, though, for you, for your very first one. Oh, yeah, because definitely. Now you're like, hey, yeah. like the style's not what I thought it was. Uh, so you were surprised on that level. It gets you used to the subtitles and everything else. Because I, I, personally, I don't like watching the dub versions at all. I like the original with the subtitles. Mm -hmm. uh, and at some point, we will get to Spirited Away, which is possibly my favorite animated film of all time and you'll see from 88 to 2001 like just the leaps that they took oh yeah yeah uh, so I, i'm very much looking forward to us getting to that point and that's not to say that i think you might like it you might not like it but i think you'll definitely see how far it came from this sort of simple small scale story to some of the bigger adventures like andrew was saying yeah and I and I do want to reiterate, I liked this movie. I didn't dislike <laughs> yeah, yeah. it at all. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. In the end, I was like, well, I don't know if I really need to watch more Studio Ghibli. I've never I, known whether it was Ghibli or Ghibli. I always wanted to say Ghibli. I don't know why, but. I'm committed to Ghibli. At <laughs> it's, this point. I, you're, I'm certain you're right. <laughs> I'm certain you're right because Ghibli is just weird, but. Let me see. I'm on Maybe that's why I like it because it just sounds. I mean, it is the American version like Giblets, of uh... you know. <laughs> well, it, so apparently, according to the the Japanese pronunciation, which has been, I'm going to butcher this, ka, Kabushiki Gaisha Suta Sutajio Jiburi. So Jiburi would probably be the closest thing. So maybe it is Ghibli. Oh. I, don't know. I always said Studio Ghibli. I, I don't. But know. I'm not the authority. It's like GIF or Jif. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Either one don't, works. Don't start. No, no this. I heard. I heard Elisa. I think I heard Elisa say Jif last time when we were talking. I and, uh, go back I and let forth. it go, but. I, okay, because I just let that go, but I was like, Gah. oh, it's taken from an Italian noun, oh. so it's, it's an Italian noun. Uh, I should have known that spelled the same way, Ghibli or Ghibli. I'm learning with Italian, so Libyan Arabic. I'm gonna go down this. kinds of rabbit holes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I I will say uh, since if we're going to be recommending other Studio Ghibli films to check out, uh, my personal favorite has always been Porco Rosso. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I really something about that I really great. enjoy. Um, but I, I also would put up there uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. I think Howl's Moving Castle oh, yeah. has the one. same. I have not seen that one. Ooh. Yeah, it, yeah it, neither. It definitely has an, a, a more of an adventure quality, but also still tapping into kind of like the a lot of the ways that My Neighbor Totoro is just kind of laid back. Like a lot of the movie mm -hmm. is just in the moving castle. Like it is just okay. Yeah, things going on there, but there is an overarching more of a, a, a you know narrative going on in House Moving Castle. Mm -hmm. So what you're my saying favorite is, is that, probably I'll add that to my list of dwellings in the fictional films. hundred <laughs> percent. That thing is so cool. Yes. <laughs> I do like Porco Rosso. I've, I've only seen, I think with these weeks, yeah, with the exception of spirited away, I've only seen the dubbed versions, but um, I love Porco Rosso because the English dub is uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Oh, uh -huh. But um, I like Porco Rosso. My favorite of the ones I've seen is probably princess Mononoke just because it's, insane and that. very I it. I yeah oh i love it <laughs> yeah. yeah i need to give that one another watch because i also couldn't really get into it and it seems it's like a it lot. Be right up my alley <laughs> it's a lot to take in for sure yeah because uh, yeah. i was confused i'm like why is it called that but it's about this dude and i the story and i so i have i, a, lie, I, I have an interesting in <laughs> i have an oh, i have an interesting um anecdote uh told to me by my my uh far far more hip to japanese culture friends but um i think that was either the first or one of the first american distributed or uh, disney distributed to america uh, ghibli films and so princess mononoke actually had a or uh, had a theater run and so like it, it was opening in the u.s and literally disney <laughs> disney was like okay what's your next movie oh princess mononoke oh great a princess movie all right great we'll put it up and it had like a weekend or maybe weekday, like one day run in, in theaters 
and Disney, somebody finally got to go see it. And they're like, oh, this is not a princess movie. We cannot show this to children here and pulled it. And I know people who got to see it for like that one day in the theater before it vanished. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I didn't see a princess, but there was a pig demon. There was a pig demon. That cannot be a true story because you're gonna. Nobody at Disney screened this before releasing it. This was the 90s. No, there was a little less supervision for one millisecond. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I am casting doubt. I could see some low-level person who was would normally that would be their job is to watch stuff, and they were just like, yeah, you know, it's what it's pretty wild whatever <laughs> and then when like someone higher higher up got winded you know wind of it perhaps like, oh, yeah. shut it down hmm. nothing happens like that in hollywood <laughs> <laughs> or it could have been just that it was marketed to kid or they, they might have um not given it like the the pg-13 rating or something yeah. and it- then somebody said like, oh let's slap a harder rating on this <laughs> the, the story that i kind of recall was that i believe it was hayao miyazaki uh, had one of his uh, films was going to come out in America, and I believe it was the, was it the Weinstein company was involved, and they wanted to do an, a, a cut. They wanted to cut some stuff, and I believe it was Miyazaki who sent Harvey Weinstein a katana with the note, no cuts. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I freaking love that. I, believe that's, I can't remember what film it that's, was. Sounds like yeah. the... That the I believe... Were- yeah, because they were notorious for butchering stuff from overseas when they bought the rights yeah. to it. So yeah, I believe it. <laughs> and and Miyazaki is is one of those notorious. Oh, um, he is <laughs> guys that will work to an insane level yeah, to to create his perfect. Very much vision. a curmudgeon, <laughs> but in that way that yeah. like he just wants to live his life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd like to watch more of the the um, Miyazaki films before seeing the the little documentary they did on him. It was like the I think it was like the mid two thousands or like twenty tens or something. I where they they basically spent some time at the studio. Yeah, I'd seen that documentary. If I remember, I thought it was during the production of his last film. Oh, yes. you mean when he retired for a minute? Yeah. Well, yeah. He is yeah, technically yeah, yeah. yeah his yeah. last he he's he's reportedly working on a movie, but his yeah. last film. And when he announced he was going to retire for real, uh, was The Wind Rises in 2013. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly, okay. I have seen that documentary as well. And at that point, I had only watched Spirited Away. So <laughs> you can still watch it even if you haven't seen okay, the other okay. films. Don't they have, I'm pretty sure they have like, it's their version of Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, however you say it, like their little. Disney World out there with like the different areas for each movie. I think they're they have a building, building it. it. Yeah, they are building a a theme park actually. I, I believe I don't think it's open yet, oh. but let me I let want me to go quick. to all of it. Forthcoming, yes. Okay. Um so they just revealed <laughs> some images in February of 2021. God, how Yeah, I want to go to the museum. I want whatever ride they got, I want on it. <laughs> I, want, I want all of it. I want to do cat all of it. Cat bus ride. They got to have a cat, cat bus ride. Bus. Oh, they oh, better. Oh, the cat bus should be like the people movers and just take people yes, everywhere. Yeah, something. Like oh, so that. at the so oh, the Ghibli right. Museum, which exists now, uh, does I I knew they had they showed exclusive like shorts and stuff there, uh, but they have a replica of cat bus at the museum. Nice. Oh, cool. Oh. But I definitely, you know, I think. This is, uh, as we said, this is a good entry point for people who maybe aren't very aware of Studio Ghibli or yeah, definitely or Hayao Miyazaki or even yeah. I mean, in a general sense, you know, anime or Japanese animation. Uh, this, I think this this will kind of show you, you know, what you what you should expect or how it differs from. Western and American animation where yeah. things are a little mm-hmm. a little different. It was definitely yeah, sure. not a, a challenging entry point, you know. It was it was really lovely yeah. and nice and cute as anything. Uh which, you know, you can't go wrong with that. That that is kind of a thing that um really uh I remember when Spirited Away really took everyone by storm. Like it was mm-hmm. like such a hit and everyone was talking about it. And when I finally got yeah. to see it, I was kind of like, 
Oh, this one is um this one has a little more weird stuff in it. This one doesn't <laughs> you know, like there's a there's a plot thing that happens in that movie that just kind of I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll go along with it. But it's just very I was like, I don't I didn't understand why Spirited Away took everyone by storm and like other Studio Ghibli releases didn't. I would have to assume it's marketing. That's the only thing that I could figure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's good. I'm not going to say it's yeah. And it was it, to, to me at least before like the one of the big the big deals when HBO Max was announcing their existence and all their stuff was they're like we have every single Studio Ghibli sub and dub available for streaming, which was huge because it was always an issue to try to find a copy of a distributed version or or to get the the dub versus the sub. Like I remember. In college, when I when I saw a bunch of these for the first time, it was through a friend who like had this bootleg uh, collection because literally his like uncle went to Japan once and bought it at like a thrift store and came home with it. But it's it was it was kind of hard to get your hands on the the quote unquote definitive versions or the version you wanted to see or or uh, some of these movies you you just wouldn't you weren't able to find because they weren't as popular. So I I, I had forgotten that Spirited Away had won the best animated film. Oh, uh, and it was. I was going to say, I'm like, it was. There was some Oscar involved. Yeah, it was the first <laughs> Japanese film to to win that. Yeah, um, and so that was kind of part of the the push. I think was that one was so so acclaimed. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something where I remember that too. But people would have weird little bootleg DVDs of. Yep. The Ghibli, <laughs> it was the Ghibli collection, but it was like a really bad looking case with like yeah just like a dozen dvds shoved in there <laughs> pretty much my friends it was just like a black box like i don't even think they tried to do art <laughs> yeah so having it on hbo max is kind of a big uh big yeah. thing for at least accessibility for people to finally get a chance to check these things out mm -hmm. uh who could only get them from like borrowing them from their friend's dvd collection yeah and then, oh, no, sorry i was reading the, i was reading the map thing and they have a, a quote here from miyazaki Oh, the, at the very end. Yeah, so the, yeah. The, the film. So his he's going to make a final film. And what he said is he's making the new film for his grandson. And it's his way of saying grandpa's moving on to the next world, but he's leaving behind this film. Oh, oh Jesus, I'm going to cry. The name of it is uh, How Do You Live? <laughs> okay. Oh, my Ooh. God. I'm gonna, Asking okay. the simple questions, Miyazaki. <laughs> This is right. <laughs> just just oh, destroy no. us all. Sure, why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh wow. I mean, I got misty-eyed watching Onward from Pixar earlier last year, so you know this is going to be substantial. Oh gosh, every every Pixar makes me cry so much. <laughs> I think Onward was the one that I cried least, but Soul, I cried all over. The oh, you, you well. All of them. You know, they're just yeah. really good at that. <laughs> it all depends on what you bring into it. I, I, I yes. think. I yeah, know, yeah, like, definitely. Um, Inside Out wrecked me, oh, and I know too. some people that hate that movie. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I saw Inside Out once, and I have no interest in ever seeing it again. Like, it just didn't work for me at all. And I like, kept hearing everybody like, oh, my gosh, it's so, oh, I cried so much. I'll, and I was like, I'll tell you, I didn't like this. I don't know, whatever. The weird the weird <laughs> one that I, I cried at, and it's still, even hearing the song makes me tear up, is the their short Lava. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, really? I, I, uh, that was one of my least Twilight. favorite shorts. I, well, I like Jesus that. Christ. It really, I just went, and even hearing the song, I'm like, nope, can't do it. Nope, nope. <laughs> well, I have that oh, with Rainbow Connection, but it's a whole... <laughs> it's a whole it's not thing. because of the movie or anything but uh oh yeah, yeah mine was it's like it's like you know it's what you bring to it and i was definitely Absolutely. bringing something yes. to it that day and it never yep. left yeah i just cannot. well that's yeah that's why soul gets me like it does because i'm bringing something to that 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 mm -hmm. thing is addressing directly and mm -hmm. you know there I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst when it kind of blindsides you when you're oh, like, yeah. I'm just going to go watch it. Oh, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I always recount the time. I mean, everybody cries it up at the beginning, the up waltz. Mm -hmm. And I always recount the time that they did Pixar night at the Hollywood Bowl. And they played that piece with clips on the big yeah. screen immediately before intermission. And so it ends and the lights come up and you. everybody's just trying to wipe their eyes off. I was crying. like the whole place was just crying there. I was like, that was cruel. Oh, that's really terrible. 
So yeah, some things just can do that. Mm-hmm. I did not like Monsters University. Like I no, was I mean, actively upset at that. No, but it's but not- I have friends who, when that movie came out, they saw it. They're just like, I just really loved it. I thought it was mm-hmm. so cool. And to me, like, kind of thinking back on it, it's almost like a weirdly similar message to Soul, but like done through a different lens. I don't know. I didn't like it. I, 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 I liked Soul. Soul was okay. Yeah, like, I don't. Monsters University. It was just the a, sequels sequel. and prequels are a little. Yeah, it was just yeah. a sequel. It wasn't. It wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. It was Pixar's Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, it really was. Which is probably why I didn't like it. I can I? Uh, I'll try and tie all this Pixar talk back into nice. my neighbor Totoro. Mm-hmm. Is that um, Totoro does appear? You know, he has like little cameos in some oh, other yeah, films. Right. I believe he's in Toy Story three or something. Really? Yeah, in the in the daycare, I believe. I think he's like in the toy box or oh, something. How cool. but yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, because uh, obviously Pixar and Lasseter and all of them, you know, really looked up to what what Studio Ghibli and, and Miyazaki did. And yeah. with Disney being a, a longtime, you know, uh, dubbed distributor of their films, uh, it was there was kind of a lot of connections there. So it was kind of like, uh, there he is. I'm, I looked that up, and yes, there's <laughs> he's back behind some other the little doll. characters. Yeah. My name is Elisa Gonzalez, and I can be found on Twitter at this Elisa. I'm Andrew Lindy, and I host uh, other podcasts such as Nothing New, a remake podcast, where every month my co-host and I talk about film remakes. Uh, go check it out, benvnetwork.com/nothingnew, or on any of your podcast apps, Nothing New. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. I'm Bethany Brinton. I'm a musician and composer. You can find me on all the social things at Bethany Brinton. And we are It's On My List. You can find us on all the social things at It's On My List Pod. And if you want to send us an email, we're It's On My List Pod at gmail.com. And I am Cheryl Jones. You can find me across the social medias uh, at Speedway CJ. You can listen to five years of Movies Made Me. Uh, available everywhere you listen to podcasts including Amazon Music and I'm just going to keep saying it eventually I'll start My Core 4 you can find it at My Core 4 Pod and I'm Joe Myers you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Joe Myers I also co-host a horror podcast called The Podcast Macabre you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and find us on podcastmacabre.com where you can also find our social media presence and this has been it's on my list. I want social media. Oh, and we presents. should have mentioned the daughter's <laughs> name is May, and this is coming out in May. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, you can. I'm sorry, and it was that your like, it was that your tie-in for when you were going to release it? <laughs> no, that. <laughs>